peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, welcoming you back, or welcoming you too, if this is your first time, another great episode of Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast. Today I'm going to be bringing everyone up to speed, sharing the great news with everyone about the recent developments in the secret space program, known as the Jupiter Accord. Incredible recent amount of activity recently confirmed to me on the astral plane and thus now being brought to you with all urgency for time even though time is absolutely construction of the physical world unfolding and its truth around us. It is still a matter of prescience, a matter of importance and urgency to show this event the respect it has and to bring it forth to all my listeners, all of you out there in Dreamland immediately. Let's get into it. Uh, There's a lot of information to share with everyone. There's a lot of activity that's recently happened. Um, seismic uh, amounts of change, tectonic amounts of change in the exopolitical landscape as well as the literal um, reshaping of the solar system and what is effectively um, you know within a heartbeat within the blink of an eye A lot has happened. A a fair amount of activity, which many are going to be feeling directly, and the consequences of which will absolutely shape the future. And I mean the future of the universe. The Jupiter Accords recently were conducted by the Ashtar High Command and every major intelligent species participating in what is the cosmic reality 
the exopolitical reality of our solar system. I think the easiest way to do this is to speak about first the accords and then address the changes in the um, developments, the, the species by species listing of recent developments or agreements as they are going to be happening, not only as a change of course or as a new phase in their existence, but also in this next decade for humanity and Earth, because many of these factions are human. Many of these factions are from Earth. Many of these factions are from the Earth Alliance. Many of these factions are from the various secret space programs um, with their headquarters on Earth, you know, being several different aspects of humanity's extraterrestrial uh, you know, birth and reach and maturation. Now, this information is not only, you know, given to me. I'm not the sole um, torchbearer of this news. I'm not spreading the Evangelion uh, myself, uh, but I am aware of it sensorily through my own astral projections and my own viewing and can only verify it and this, that's why I did not you know um, choose to speak about anyone else's uh, perspective or vision into it or channeling of the information I can recommend for anyone listening who is very interested in this information and wants a second opinion or wants an outside source or a third party, um, you know, provider of this self-same information because I understand I'm a part of a community. I'm a part of a thriving and increasingly um, aware, self-aware, self-activating, uh, self-actualizing, uh, potential-reaching community in the Secret Space Program. Um, um, you know, conceptual concept. You know, the, the conceptualizing of the secret space program, the 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 conceptualizing of the true disclosure, the true extent of disclosure. Uh, Dr. Michael Sala and Dr. Uh, and, and Miss Alana Danan are the two sources right now. I can recommend a hundred percent. 100%. I have no doubts that Alana Dunan and Dr. Michael Sala are not only aware of the situation, but in direct communication and contact with ambassadorial and diplomatic figures, uh, currently providing them a healthy amount of accurate information and understanding of these events in this situation. Corey Good, also um, incredible source of information who is able to recollect very clearly his life experiences being that he most likely is within the 2-5% to 5% of margin of error of um, human beings that can actively remember 
without any negative side effects to the mind wiping or the, you know, MK Ultra, etc. The mind control that erases one's memories and reproduces it with the hypnosis of what they know as reality. Um, that he seems to be in that 2% to 5% threshold of, of people who have clear memories of, of most of the events that occur to them. So, recommend Corey Good, Michael Sala, and Alana Danan if you are interested in outside sources for this information, especially the event known as the Jupiter Accords. Jupiter Accord took place in 2020, although they say the Jupiter Accords were building up and assembling as uh, early as 2018-2019. The uh, security of areas, the messaging and uh, creating of environments physically necessary and spiritually necessary to keep and contain and safely, you know, um, environmentally and, and provide for, you know, comfortably the various intelligences, various intelligent species, various alien life, uh, extraterrestrial life. Um, at this point, extraterrestrial equally, so there's no need to specify extraterrestrial, uh, different various intelligent life forms, species, etc. As well as then to uh, make sure that the scheduling coincided with any religious or socially significant uh, events uh, such as making peace amongst uh, uh, internally a species or uh, making uh, making sure high holidays, holy holidays in certain other species were, were observed, etc. Uh, for any such gathering uh, momentous occasion. So starting around 2018 to now, the uh, Jupiter Accords were having the groundwork laid for them. The Jupiter Accords were created by the Ashtar High Command. They were named so because they took place literally orbiting Jupiter in a um, Ashtar Venusian created um, colony ship. Like I said, it had to be created specifically to keep all the intelligence together, but that's the purpose of these colony ships, is to be able to sustain the um, environments and living, the um, living conditions for the various intellectual or intelligent species that they encounter, thus breeding this kind of like a, a very Babylon 5 elements where these different aliens are able to literally gather and speak you know, to each other to co uh, to uh, cooperate and to coexist, which is a, mir a miraculous type of thing when you really think about it. The um, included species were all of the intelligent life forces that are less uh, intelligent life forms that currently make up the exopolitical, uh, you know. Um, superpowers and uh, these included we have the Ashtar High Command and it's various factors but speaking together under their own banner mission they basically controlled it and I mean including Arcturans, Lyrans uh, Sirenomo um, 
Um, I believe there were um, many of the other um, extraterrestrial forces that we think operate independently, but actually um, are a part of the Ashtar High Command, including the Elohim, the Shining Ones, who I had actually previously understood them to be an independent but mysterious and rogue um, type of... Uh, incredibly ancient um, and incredibly powerful uh, species that existed within the Ashtar High Command's domain um, of the Blue Sphere Alliance but it turns out they were actually a part of the Ashtar High Command as a very silent um, operating security force a type of uh, secret police as well as explorer and um, trailblazing um, type of um, militant transdimensional arc intelligence that was it, it's very much akin to what we know as these shining angels of light that, that have flaming swords that operate under um, you know command of the most high known as the Elohim. These had revealed themselves in these Jupiter Accords to be what they truly were, a member of underneath the Ashtar High Command's banner. Uh, Venusians being a root race of the Ashtar High Command are not all of the Ashtar High Command. When I myself went through my, um, I guess you call it foreign exchange program, being trained to be more psychic as also educated in the ways of these exopolitical worlds and the, the truth of the species, etc. I was in a Venusian um, um, academy, basically. But this was merely one of the, the major, the root race, you know, obviously the root race of the one that had sponsored humanity, the one that had uh, taken the entire interest into Earth and uh, humanity's spiritual evolution, uh, but was one of many of a federated uh, alliance of humanoid, positive, psychic, um, societal, and world-building um, extraterrestrial species. And for those that would like more elaboration on the various species, such as the Cyranomo, the Lyrans, the uh, Arcturans, um, they, I have videos made on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash c slash beyond top secret Texan, or you can at beyond top secret Texan um, on YouTube now to find my channel and check out those videos. Those videos would be best found under the Know the Enemy which is more of a tongue-in-cheek reference to the debriefing and, um, you know, um, the highlighting and showcasing type nature of the, the channel itself, those episodes themselves. But I have episodes on each one of their various um, major players in the Ashtar High Command. Uh, at least the ones that I have uh, knowledge and experience with. There are many, many of these races. I think I included the five cardinal races 
It was the Lyrans, Arcturans, Sirenomo, Venusians, and um, Arcturans, Sirenomo, uh, Lyrans, oh, and Blue Avians. Although I have my theories on Blue Avians, and uh, I think, therefore I am, but no, uh, I think that the Blue Avians are actually holographic projections created by sound waves, and uh, those Blue Avians are actually the avatars of a species known in the literature as the cephalopoids, the, the octopoids, um, who by all definition are physically very alien, very, very alien, more alien than non-humanoid, doesn't say like, it's not a humanoid um, form and it's marine, so to communicate with, say, for example, a terrestrial humanoid, it would rather rely on a holographic avatar, um, than actually present itself truthfully because of our own because it's basically for our own safety for our own emotional and and psychic well-being Um, but I believe that they actually the cephalopoids have actually entered into an alliance with the Astra High Command and I will uh, address them individually as I uh, begin so the Ashtar High Command and its root races were there under one banner in one, one, one place, right? Its representatives as diplomats. Also along its sponsored Earth Alliance factors, which was Solar Warden, Not Waffen, Dark Fleet, um, ICC, and um, the, the range, they call it the, the Hollow Earth, the, um, the uh, Frontier the, the members of the elect leader governments that are aware of that in various capacities, but not extraterrestrial or not uh, in the solar system, you know, um, as, a, as a society. You call it the breakaway civilization. You know, the elites of the Earth were there as well, basically. The uh, Illuminati, if you can call it that, because that does actually factor in a little bit later. This was a meeting where even the leaders of the Earth governments were allowed entrance into uh, because this is an important part of the next phase of disclosure, the next phase of existence in the solar system, and the next phase of the exopolitics of the Blue Sphere Alliance that we are currently in, right? Regardless if it's disclosed or not, that is the created reality that we are currently living in. you got to wake up to it, right? So, also showing up to this was um, the Orion Draco with their representative rulers of their imperial class, not just low kin war, war clans or um, you know, um, bloodlines of, you know, exiled and, and defeated um, Imperial Legacy type houses or whatever. No, like brooding brooding hives or lay worlds or frontier worlds that were, you know, or refugees or uh, survivors from previous conflicts. No, these were actual dominant um, Alpha Draconians. These were absolutely Orion Draco 
um, you know, white, um, you know, blue blood, absolute blue eyes, frost dragon, fucking, um, blue eyes, ice dragon, you know, fucking, um, the leadership of the Orion Draco as a species. And they had sent their diplomats, they had sent their representatives in goodwill because the decisions that were made were monuments and absolute, like I said, it, it changed the entirety of millions of years of, of an inert um, social, you know, like solar system type exopolitics in, the, in literally the blink of an eye and literally a heartbeat. Um, the, the decisions that were made in the in the uh, Jupiter Accord over the last couple of months. Alright, so accompanying the Orion Draco were the Greys. The Greys were also in representation and similar capacity where it wasn't just individual Greys, which are actually fairly commonplace and like I said, nothing spectacular as they are already well understood to be seemingly very meaningless, uh, more meaningless than anyone uh, really wants to comprehend, but their actual elite and their echelon of authority and power was extremely Baroque and Byzantine and, and very much, you know, um, the elaborations of pure intellect and everything, but their actual sovereigns, their real authorities, their real... Um, Elite in 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 the terms of the Greys, their um, councils, you know, their their governing existences, uh, their governors, basically, they appeared as well. Insectilians were also present. The Insectilians uh, actually being given. A, a large amount of respect by the Ashtar High Command against the current trends and and uh, prejudices. Say, for example, at the Orion Draco and their uh, their empire has for the Insectilians. So, seeing them together in equal footing, or even at the Orion, the Insectilians were given a lot of like a prestige and a lot of importance. Uh, a lot of respect was very strange and not that the insectilians really even cared uh, because they're very immoral and you know different but to see that um, um, things have changed this much and to see that this is the the increasing reality of it as well as say for example Earth Alliance figures speaking at least diplomatically and on equal terms with insectilians is, is very uh promising, and but at the same time, it's also something you have to understand, like, context for, um, Insectilian hives and, and, and colony worlds were the first enemy of the Earth Alliance, and the, uh, Earth Alliance's, uh, first wars with extraterrestrials, and the entire creation of the breakaway civilization, and the reverse engineering motivations and agenda of ourselves, and the terms and concepts of like an extraterrestrial like uh, minded or exoplanetary minded um, species uh, 
is absolutely because of hostilities encountered with the Insectilians in, you know, our very earliest days of of development after the Great Reset. And this was very much, um, very much like uh, a sign of these new times that the prevailing attitudes and, and opinions of nearly a century of of uh, human exopolitical, human extraterrestrial uh, like a, you know agenda um, could be kind of reversed and kind of put in change due to diplomacy and due to uh, you know education and things like that and translation or uh, education or uh, supervision rather into uh, exopolitical education because of the rise of Atlantis or the Atlantis rising um, political cult the the galactic UN the galactic NWO basically and that since they are now in charge officially in the Earth Alliance you know like I said politically it's the Earth it's the Atlantis rising uh, ambassadors and diplomats and these United Nations type figures um Deciding the fate of the Earth rather than, say, for example, the Notwaffen, um, as it was previously, or, for example, um, any Earth power that has its um, roots in, you know, um, the old empires, the old imperials, um, the old imperial state system. Very, very interesting uh, developments, let's say the least. So, all these intelligent species were gathered in one group in the Jupiter Accord. Um, the different factions were given uh, the proper, you know, respect and chance to address and to create, or at least to agree upon, like to felt like to be heard, as well as those who were hostile were dealt with immediately. Uh, through the cooperative cooperative powers of those that would agree. Now, the things that were decided upon were revolutionary. From what I can tell, the things that are decided upon, very simply, are, for first and foremost, the Orion Draco having foreseen the future of their empire absolutely destroyed if they remain in the solar system for various reasons have agreed amongst themselves to a peace ending the civil war that the Orion Draco empire was plunged into since its very inception and to go into the galactic arm that we're currently in, into a new solar system and colonize it and go about the means of traveling and becoming an uh, a a, uh, a fundamental species within that solar system's development uh, terraforming planets etc. Um but agreeing to do so under the supervision of the Galactic Federation of Light. Remember that they had already previously ascended to this type of dominancy, even though they weren't the first in the solar system by any means. 
this changes that circumstance for them being seeking out a solar system where they can be literally the first intelligent species and then assuming the duties of creating that solar system into a life-bearing world instead of the one that they had arisen into and then arose to dominance and then created life, intelligent life, within their own image, but against the wishes of the Galactic Federation of Light. And it's controversial if the Orion Draco had knowledge of the Galactic Federation of Light previously to their uh, creation of the human species, basically. This is an incredible show of mercy from the Arashtar High Command, who had previously been in war with them and had, you know, created, say, for example, the Blue Sphere uh, defense shield that kept and imprisoned the Orion Draco, separated them so they could be destroyed separate and they would be powerless to reinforce each other. <coughs> this is absolutely, uh, you know, shocking on a lot of levels. And, and those who really know the nature of the Orion Draco would also be very shocked to see that they surrendered a lot of territory, they surrendered these old holdings, these old imperial holdings, and the, you know, the majority of their territory, which they were dominant in, not under force of, or threat of destruction immediately, uh, people thought it would take a massive uh, invasion or a massive cooperative invasion between um, the Ashtar factions and Earth and the other intelligent life forms to even be able to tip the scales of power and balance around Jupiter and its moons and, uh, you know, the, the asteroid belts and, and depths of space that they have their, um, their uh, power structure, their, their domain, right, their territory. The reasons for this many people can argue many things and many people have their own reasons for it either the Orion Draco psychic powers were able to see into the future maybe they developed their own time machines uh, based on technology that they had gathered from their war on Saturn against the cephalopoids who have quantum based technology and a quantum based uh, society being basically masters of time travel um, but regardless of the reason the decision is theirs and was theirs to make it wasn't uh, forced by anyone so it was volunteered also as a way to kind of uh, broker a peace and to allow themselves to um, not only retreat or to colonize further but to also be um sponsored and promoted by the not to join the Ashtar High Command but they, they are doing it with their goodwill and their blessing. The Galactic Federation of Light is more the overarching authority they've already recognized and, and you know thus because they lost Earth they lost the internal domain they've had to recognize the Orion Draco uh, the, uh, the Galactic Federation of Light. The Orion Draco have had to recognize the Galactic Federation of Light through force of arms but this was Voluntary. This was through logic. This was through diplomatic and ambassadorial, you know, like uh, means and channels, which is incredible compared to the Orion Draco's force. You know, need for force or need for uh, war to create any kind of uh, change. You know, they need they need violence to change. Basically, they are going to be accompanied by a large amount of not often. 
by the uh, allied members of their dark fleet, which is fine. You know, like, exactly, it's fine. It's that, that is a member of the Earth Alliance still. And remember, they were given permission by the Ashtar High Command to do this. So the presence and power, the authority of the Notwaffen, will now be very, very low in our solar system, as they are going to be the first human element to extend outward to a new solar system. We've explored other solar systems with probes and with um, small scientific expeditions. Uh, the ICC has sent uh, mining uh, drones, and, and for example, but the Notwaffen is going to set up the first full-time um, colonies, the first full-time space stations, the first full-time um, settlements in a uh, different solar system, in a actual... Um, uh, separate solar system um, not based on any of these stars you know in ours uh, Sol or uh, the dead stars Jupiter Saturn or even the brown dwarf Nemesis um, most solar systems have multiple stars that's, that's absolutely one of the things they don't want to tell anyone um, but basically they are exchanging their position in our solar system for the chance to be literally the first human beings into another um, to terraform a planet and to call it a new home, a new earth and in doing so they achieve a huge amount of prestige and respect and honor inside the Earth Alliance but physically they will be very reduced to a skeletal like uh, crew of only the very most bare minimum uh placeholders and dignitaries and um, and basically um, you know ambassadors links if you were to to this uh, old solar system of this, this old home of theirs which is culturally very fitting as they were the first human beings from earth into space and they were the first human beings from Europe to Antarctica and so that's then uh, going to be the first human beings to accompany the Orion Draco to colonize uh, a new solar system. Not doing it rogue and not doing it out of antagonism of the Earth Alliance, but doing it as this next evolution of their very cultural and tribal identity. And that is the shocking reality of the Orion Draco and the, and the revelations that were made from them um, to the Ashtar High Command. The Ashtar High Command is going to extend its blue sphere domain to include the world of Jupiter. It is going to need to spend a significant amount of its effort taking over and re like um, populating re re securing the remains of the Orion Draco Empire as the torch is passed basically as the you know change of guard is um, you know uh, performed 
its presence in the Earth sky is going to actually increase because Earth is going to be a much more um, active base for it. But its dignitaries, its supervisors, its immediate authority and presence will be more minded to colonizing Jupiter with its root races, with uh, taking over the facilities, the um, actual territories, which are enormous. Um, absolutely on a scale that currently the Astro High Command is not working or operating in our solar system as extensively as Jupiter is by itself, but now operating within two territories is, is a massive increase in territory. Okay, so for example, within the Blue Sphere Alliance the way it is, currently there's Mars, Mars's two moons, Earth, Earth's moon, Venus, Mercury, and the Sun, Sol. With the acquisition of Jupiter, it gets Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system, and 53 named moons, and another 26 moons awaiting names in our mainstream um, you know, NASA-fed information, according to NASA Solar System Exploration, solarsystem.nasa.gov. So, it is itself the largest and most substantial territory when it comes to space bodies, or heavenly bodies in our solar system. This will be the platform hopefully for them the Astro High Command to set up its foothold in our solar system, in our um, celestial neighborhood. As well as allowing them better access to Jupiter to help its situation out. Which is, it's currently being um, completely re-terraformed by nanotechnology. And by AI and a never-ending uh, maelstrom of competing AIs to create an artificial world in, its, in each one's own image. It's a very chaotic situation. It's very dangerous. But at the same time, it's also self-contained. And it, the only ones who could possibly figure out how to fix this as a potential scourge uh, are the Astro High Command. For the Orion Draco have, you know, maybe even foreseen that that was the reason why they must leave the solar system. Uh, remember, speculation and controversies abound, you know, and, and are absolutely limitless in a situation like this. The Greys are going to... Oh, wait, first of all, so... Because the Astra High Command is going to Jupiter, they are going to be encouraging Earth to colonize further and to get more of a foothold and a more of a, um, a, a domination or a, a, a dominating scientific and technological uh, foothold in our own sphere of influence, which is the Earth, Moon, 
up to Mars and into the space in between according to even colonizing Venus and colonizing uh, the space in between us and Venus these plans had already been developed and now they are going to be implemented and disclosed including the colonization of Venus which is going to use cloud cities basically and um, the colonization of Mars using underground um, bunkers powered by UV light with the solar panels these exist already they're just going to be disclosed and that's going to be the bridge encouraged the official bridge encouraged by the astronaut command in its various capacities including for example um, greys and their role in this whole puzzle the greys will remain neutral the greys will remain um, basically operating in their own devices for their scientific research and etc as long as they don't um, commit too many um, commit any acts of aggression or commit too many um, violations of like borders or trespasses or whatever kept their very strenuous and rigid contracts that they can create but they for example will be giving and loaning earth more technology openly in the next century to come especially within the next 10 years the greys have been elected by the astro high command to be the first extraterrestrial that the human beings openly begin exopolitics with, openly begin diplomatic relationships with, openly begin um, colonization colonization efforts with. And I mean openly because, for example, Orion Draco currently live on Earth, um, etc. But the ones that are going to be given open promotion, open visibility, and be the first because after they become disclosed, every single one of them will fall like dominoes and then every single one of them will appear. Um, and represent itself, but the Greys will definitely be the first to make themselves known. Um, probably as recent, probably as early as 2023. This is completely because the Astro High Command um, wish it to already be so because they want the Greys to step up in a more supportive and um, beneficial capacity. And not just merely as a strictly neutral, but still scientifically curious uh, 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 species and our faction, you know, that that basically is too involved with its own politics to care about any um, real events outside, or unless it affects it directly as a species, which very little thing, which very few things do. Although they are still inferior to greater powers on this on the dimensional levels, uh, you know, because they have zero uh, uh, abilities on other planes of reality, other dimensions, other higher densities. Uh, human beings outclassing them, uh, even in our primitive state, um, by like a, a multitude of like a hundred, basically. Whereas the Ashtar High Command, uh, the Venusians outclass us on a scale of a thousand. So, uh, the average gray, no matter how technologically or intellectually powerful they, they are, they are still um, uh, spiritually um, akin to, like, furniture or akin to appliances. And they don't really count towards negative or positive karma. So, they have to kind of very much uh, balance their actions out and, um, and be aware that while they are 
powerful through their own intelligence that um, celestially that it, it's very apparent that they are only powerful in this one physical world aspect which is not um, everything and it leaves them very vulnerable like logically they can understand the vulnerability that they are that they expose themselves to and their own um, inabilities to defend themselves etc from say psychic or um, uh, multi-dimensional realities because they just don't think in terms of them. they have to think in terms of pure physical realities and, and that's the grace that they're actually going to try to openly engage in negotiations improving their relationship with humanity um, that is currently seen as very negative and they are considered as kind of predatory uh, manipulative etc they have to kind of uh, engage with us in open politics to uh, best promote a better a better relationship between our two species and that's going to be the thing they're going to encourage um, for the next 10 years it's going to be very strange um, maybe a little forced but has been deemed to be the most rational and the best choice because there's a reason why most people most human beings can psychically recall or at least are aware of the identities of gray aliens not an accident that this has been the plan for a long time it had been a plan at least since the early colonization days that the greys would be because you know psychically they can just appear and they're yes awkward yes but um, there's no uh, ramifications for their species there's no consequences as there are for other species they neither suffer from bad nor good karma uh, basically Solar Warden is going to be given more technologies due to this they're going to be given openly um, technology instead of having to reverse engineer and create or manufacture our own, which there are still limitations to our engineering and uh, manufacturing capabilities when it comes to these high technologies. The grays bridging the gaps, giving us basically the missing pieces, uh, and also being able to be used as uh, plausible deniability as where we get things like Starfighters will help the disclosure of these technologies. Um, anti-gravity technology for example will be made public um, aether technology for example warp travel, teleportation all of it will be made public it exists now but it will be become uh, mass producible and thus Solar Warden will go from say for example currently having 8 capital ships to having 80 capital ships within a matter of 10 to 20 years it is going to become the undisputed authority on Earth it's going to be known as Space Force on Earth but it's true essence will be the Solar Warden and having been renamed Space Force during the you know public administration um, so no longer does it go by the moniker Solar Warden 
but now it goes by Space Force. Uh, and it will still bear the banner of the United States. Uh, this will have a lot more control about the creation and, say, for example, direction of the future of the entire planet. Uh, there will be many tribal identities on Earth allowed to participate in space travel in the secret, or what was formerly the secret space program, but now the just known as the space programs, the space forces. And instead of fighting amongst themselves, which they were never truly allowed to do in the first place, they will participate in naval um, cooperations, etc. Um, even with other extraterrestrials. This will be, like I said, the fall of many dominoes where many intelligent life forms are quote-unquote met and encountered for the first time. These will be theater, and this will be to give more authority and more power to the elite, Atlantis Rising, um, the ICC, and Solar Warden, which is now the Space Force. Things like space colonies, bases on the moon, bases on Mars will be done with the logistics and the promotion and defense of Space Force. It'll all be uh, lockstep and make uh, perfect sense as it goes forward in time. You know, where the ICC will be allowed to build openly um, its bases on Mars. It'll no longer need slaves. It will be able to recruit from third world countries and BRICS nations. It will be able to do this because it can ensure their safety with their alien technology that they've been given, as well as with the Space Force and their defense of the area, the terraforming, etc. Um, and there'll be things like major movies being made about space colonization a lot more in the next 10 years. Space Force, um, you know actually being able to fight and defeat extraterrestrials, uh, engage in open warfare, uh, naval warfare in space, um, basically it'll be fortress and battlefield earth, uh, fortress earth, there'll be a lot of defensive systems being put up and being uh, publicly manufactured like rail guns, things like that, uh, missile systems. With, with the objective of being able to go from, say, for example, the surface of the Earth to outer space and a defense of the Earth. It'll be all promoted. It'll be all um, sanctioned. You know, above board, completely made disclosed. The ICC, for example, is going to increase in size. It's going to try to bring in different elements of the Earth economy into a space age, a new space race, uh, controlled by various capitalists in various Western worlds. And their antagonists will be various socialist states, specifically uh, China. And um, a line of like ethnic um, backbone type competition. It'll be bizarre. But you'll see, like, like Muslim, um, Islamic nations, like the, uh, the, the, the uh, Pakistan or, like, Indonesia, uh, developing rockets 
uh, the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, uh, Saudi Arabia, developing rockets, and then there are also being Israeli rockets. Um, you'll see, like, the Chinese develop rockets, and then the Taiwanese and the Japanese develop rockets, as if though it's a competition between ethnic lines and a new space race that it no longer needs two superpowers, the United States and the Soviet Union, but it's going to have a various amount of balanced and op uh, opposing sides, like the European Union and um, South America are going to have like a space race. Like Japan and China will have a space race. Um, and the, uh, the Americans will have space races between billionaires. And it'll be Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and um, Richard Branson, the, Europe, the, the English, because they're basically American too. And it'll be like a Canadian option, etc. Um, ultimately, though, it'll, it'll all be controlled. It'll all be theater. The ICC will be controlling all of these companies as they start reverse engineering, quote-unquote, reverse engineering publicly the gifts from extraterrestrials such as anti-gravity... Um, biomedical sciences uh, all of it's going to be for the greater good for the secret space program effort but things like you'll see um, people building real estate underneath the ground in caves like bunkers hollow earth stuff uh, that'll become commercial that'll become commercialized uh, you'll see things like um, people living full time on ships um, people living full-time in the air on, like, you know, airships. That's not going to be science fiction. That's going to be a reality, and it's going to be for the elite. It'll all be done through this capitalistic entrepreneurship of, uh, of what, like, the 21st century is going to be flying cars, etc. Uh, drone delivery systems. Most of the infrastructure is going to be automated. All of it is going to be from the secret space program and lead into the secret space program in many different ways. Everything from the material of the clothes that we create to the material of the houses that we're making to um, AI development, etc. on the business front, which is the ICC. All of it is going to be linked to this space race, quote-unquote, space race between nations, uh, especially between ethnic uh, nations. For example, um, the computer is being made by Taiwan and being contested to by China and South Korea. Those go into literally the operations of colonies on Mars and on the moon, um, sometimes by these very same countries. Um, but they're created on Earth for various reasons that they're not true. The true reasons are um, so that they can that technology can be funneled upward, as it were, funneled upward into, say, for example, being the computer chips and uh, computer systems that operate um, these breakaway civilizations and do so automatically, reducing the amount of people that need to know anything about what's really going on. Like the supercomputers, then in America, that the supercomputers that we build are supposed to, uh, supposedly about the United States national security state or the uh, Department of Defense or Homeland Security. 
But in reality, the supercomputers exist to process the intricate amount of data and uh, information necessary to control and operate a colony, for example, say on Mars. And that each one of these computers does just that, and they, they're relayed information from satellite relays and, and what have you. And because the issue is considered national security, it's already top secret. And thus, no one outside of the national security system, the breakaway civilization, has any ability to see it. Or to even, like I say, process what's going on. This is how they keep secrets. It's through automation. It's through AI. It's through um, the development of technologies which take the responsibility away from people and place it firmly in the hands of uh, top secret, uh, black budget type um, you know, engineering companies or advanced technology companies. Um, even I, I even believe now, after the Jupiter Accord, that, for example, we may have what they want, which is this fake Elon Musk-led Mars colony where Elon Musk dies on Mars or goes to Mars and maybe is killed in an accident or lives his life and it's going to be bizarre but that's how they're going to kind of make it uh, make it cool to go to Mars so that they don't need to rely on slaves anymore which is producing an incredible amount of bad karma for humanity to even be practicing the slavery as clone slavery system but also to um, um, kind of kill two birds with one stone and create full disclosure as well as finally erase the, the fake, fictitious fraud character known as Elon Musk from reality because it's like, you know, it's just how the game is played. It's how the game seemingly is the rules of the game are to create someone fictitious and then kill them off equally fictitious to promote some propaganda or uh, material um, agenda in, in either a nation or a movement or a people or whatever. It'll be like the next Moses, but it'll be like Mars Moses. And you know, he'll lead people to Mars... You know, and he won't get to the promised land, but he'll be like Mars Moses. It'll be weird. Walking down the list of what I've noted that uh, noted to have happened on the uh, Jupiter Accords, this is okay. So Insectilians, and this is just the list of. The different factions that we've already crossed over. Crossed over the Astra High Command. Uh, they refresh and to kind of um, uh, resume everything. Astra High Command uh, spreading their influence and dominion to the to uh, Jupiter and its moons, um, increasing the dominion of the Blue Sphere Alliance. The Orion Draco exiting the um, solar system, finding its own um, you know solar system to colonize and terraform. Um, taking with it the Nachtwaffen with the permission of the Astar High Command and the blessing of the Galactic Light Federation of Light. The Greys um, tasked with revealing themselves to mankind and then to promoting the first official exopolitical exospecies um, Xeno-type uh, politics 
between humanity and the greys, thus justifying the revelation of all the things that already exist in the breakaway civilization, as well as just, you know, the greys just can fucking not care anymore. They don't care anyway. They, they can just publicly not give a shit and just walk around. Exactly. Like, they're, they're very close just to landing anyway, so they were just like, you know, it's, it's, it's just... It's just convenient for everybody involved that the Greys are the first ones to kind of reveal themselves anyway. But that'll that'll be like the first domino to fall, and pretty soon all of them will eventually reveal themselves or be revealed in various uh, capacities. Uh, Solar Warden, now named Space Force, is going to get you know increasingly uh, more dominant and powerful and, and influential um, within this decade and the coming century. Um, ICC is including the, the, the efforts of Jeff Bezos, uh, Richard Branson, and Elon Musk to publicly uh, roll out and to promote the efforts of the Speaker Space Program, say everything that's already existing already that it's going to take credit for. That's going to be the easiest way to explain that. Atlantis Rising, um, seeking to facilitate open extraterrestrial exopolitics with the elite tribal nations of the Turan nations and tribes. Uh, they're going to try to tell every leader, or at least put, put in people in position of power, those that have initiated and um, and awakened to the reality of the elite, the what you would call the Illuminati or um, breakaway civilization, and the exopolitical uh, or exopolitical xenopolitical uh, agenda. When disclosure does happen, they want every leader on Earth to be in agreement not to fucking do their own not to go rogue there's not going to be one leader in in control of anything that they know of anything inside their country or in their people they're not going to be able to express any opinions contrary to those of the opinion of the uh, Blanus Rising you know Galactic UN they're not going to be they're not going to exist if that's going to be a case they're going to be removed from power well ahead of time. The people being arrested now, the people being uh, executed now, the people being um, um, thrown to black sites or removed or liquidated from power within the countries themselves, people are not getting publicized, but the people who even are being publicized, all of those uh, were voted on or deemed to be or proven to be uh, unreliable to have their own opinions that went against the, the opinions of the system or to be um, just intellectually incapable of existing in a world with extraterrestrials, with xenopolitics on the line, with an agenda of a unified Earth and an Earth alliance. Um, believe it or not, no one gives a shit about Haitia. So... If Haiti, uh, their president, for example, didn't want to play ball with the United Nations, then they would just send someone to kill them, which they did. And when Haiti begins its power or its rebuilding again, you will see very clearly that they might be taken out by a catastrophe if they don't come into alignment, if they don't agree they someone needs to get hit by the asteroid I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Haiti 
Lizzie, I'm, someone needs to get hit by an asteroid. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Haiti. And they're going to take out the people who are intellectually or spiritually or societally incapable of existing with extraterrestrials. Um, they're going to depopulate the Earth. Uh, they're going to um, sterilize a large amount of the population. This is simply because they have already proven to themselves that the less people there are, the easier they are to control. Remember, the Atlantis Rising, their entire idea is the control of the, what they would call the, the, the zoo, control of the mass populi, of the, um, the populations at large, of the, the human farm, basically. They view us as cattle and sheep, and when the extraterrestrials arrive, they don't want the sheep to have to, like, you know, run away or, um, you know, bite the aliens and shit. So, they realize that they can always make more sheep. They realize this, and with the aliens, they can even make better, bigger sheep that are, like, you know, uh, better sheep in the bigger picture. And thus, all the old sickly sheep, the old sheep that contribute nothing to society, the old sheep that are incapable of changing for the better, the old sheep that are, um, you know, just an embarrassment to the, the actual owners of the earth, the Atlantis Rising Council, they will be, uh, in their communities, etc., will be, um, expunged and erased and, and eradicated because it's this kind of thing where it's an agricultural approach to society where it's not it's not unethical in accordance with the greater picture of things when they want to ascend mankind to a golden age of utopia it's in every spiritual writing of all, or belief and faith of all time that the majority of the world will be destroyed once the appearance of gods, or once gods reappear, once uh, the heavenly cosmos comes to earth, that most of the earth is uh, swept away, thrown into a fire, um, you know, uh, there are many ways of interpreting it, but that, that is absolutely the prophecy and the destiny that Atlantis Rising wants to have. The sooner, the better. And that's the future of Atlantis Rising that has not changed. They are given permission to it by the Astra High Command. Insectilians. The Insectilians were the ones that I was the most concerned with. Um, this next decade, I was the one seeing that the visions of the Insectilians very pronounced strongly. Uh, contact with the Manson Ambassadorial uh, cast, which is a group that evolved, um, you know, specifically to communicate with humans and to facilitate this type of merger realities. They're an interdimensional insectoid uh, race that operates by burrowing through dimensions. Um, by acquiring Orion Draco technology and of course uh, each reality that they have encountered and existed in <coughs> excuse me uh, encountered and existed in 
uh, was a reality where the Orion Draco did not exist, or had previously existed and then had died, or gone extinct, or, um, you know, various fates had befallen them. They were thus able to accrue, acquire, and, and gather a large amount, like several realities worth of Orion Draco technology and several realities worth of populations. They are the most numerous species by body count, um, you know, in this type of scale, you know, or physical hominid scale in the solar system type scale. Um, they can be defined as earthlings because they evolved on Earth in a very, in a different reality, a different, in a different parallel reality. Uh, they are not necessarily evil. They are capable of defending themselves. They are extremely aggressive when it comes down to defending their uh, colonies, their, their queens, etc. The first wars between humans and extraterrestrials was fought between um, interdimensional colonists like the from the Insectilians who had literally popped into our reality in the, the European uh, European continent uh, during World War One. Uh, we find their traces in the hollow earth so that they are they are extensively colonizing Earth currently, uh, but just have learned to avoid direct conflict with mankind for their own survival. They're survivalists. They value nothing more than their own survival and their own prosperity. Thus, they don't seek out conflict. They don't seek out hardship. And they don't thrive in hardship. Uh, they're not invulnerable nor invincible. They are living in the material world like we are. In fact, their basic member is actually much weaker and dumber than the average... Much weaker and intellectually weaker and physically weaker than the average human being. The benefit they have is that they're hatched in the millions. They have this amazing population, and uh, the, the most populous individual members. But also, they operate only by their their hive. They they only operate through business. They have no other priority or agenda or desire or distraction besides the cultivation and uh, creation of hives, and uh, particularly the well maintaining of their hive. That's it. And thus they don't explore unless the hive needs to explore. They don't seek any glory or any kind of idea of like invention unless the hive needs the technology to thrive and survive. Um, they're very um, reactive and not proactive race. For example, when we first engaged them, it was our, as a hum human species, the human species' first aggressions that forced them to act aggressively and thus plunge us into the first, uh, you know, human um, extraterrestrial war, human ultraterrestrial war. Um, everything that they do is only in their own business. They rarely affect or dis dis uh, disrupt or, dis or, or um, act, you know, hostily. And invasively, although they do trespass, and currently they are trespassing into our reality, mur burrowing into our reality basically, um, like termites into a house. And because the termite isn't hostile, doesn't mean it's still not gonna fuck up the woodwork in your house and 
like change your house against your will as a trespassing invasive species. That is what the Insectilians are doing to our reality. They are burrowing into the woodwork of our reality. They are eating its natural resources, specifically in pursuit of Orion Draco technology, because the Orion Draco have been defeated on Earth, and that there is just cities and where you know depots and caches of Orion Draco technology um, throughout the the Earth itself. They are here to get that technology from the Earth. Uh, we are in a race to get it against them while trying to remain peaceful. And so it's this odd, unnecessary cooperation on a planet that should be rightfully, and by our standards, human. And only human, but because they're Earthling from a different reality, they qualify under the sponsorship of the Asher High Command. And thus war isn't encouraged, but peace is encouraged. But good for us that the uh, Insectilian, uh, that both our media is uh, completely controlled by our intelligence apparatus, so the everyday occurrence of insectilians within our major uh, urban centers, suburban centers, etc. is, is um, you know, it, it, it doesn't alarm or cause any panic to the nations because spiritually the individual human is not ready for that kind of uh, District 9 reality where the insectilian workers and and call, like, hive members, uh, drones, are just living shoulder to shoulder with humanity trying to cooperate and coexist. Um, we're not at a level like that, so that would cause so much chaos on Earth. But also because the Orion Draco are leaving this reality, the Insectilians are going to be allowed to scavenge and to exist in the former territories of Orion Draco reptilians that are not on Earth. Uh, specifically Mars, specifically Jupiter, and specifically its moons and the asteroid belts. This is going to take a lot of the burden off of the human population's psychic and, you know, uh, spiritual, cosmic, you know, uh, worldview. Because seemingly, because we were just seemingly not ready for a dec a decade of semi-hostile alien invasion where there was nothing we could do about the billions of insects and insectilians that were just roaming the world looking for alien artifacts. We were not ready for that reality as a species. This is going to be uh, averted and it's going to be uh, now that those billions and trillions of uh, insectilians are now going to be on the Jupiter's moons, the asteroid belts, the Mars, and, and the relic uh, territories of the old Orion Draco Empire. 
So we dodged a we dodged the bullet there through diplomacy, which is why the Insectilians were given respect um, previously by societies that greet them with nothing but scorn. The Orion Draco, for example, view them as nothing but multidimensional scavengers, being fully aware of their uh, their to the Orion Draco reprehensible uh, reality of thriving on the remains of you know unfortunate um, extinct Orion Draco empires. And that's just, that's just, you know, we would feel the same, too, if there was a species that made its entire existence surviving on destroyed Earths. Exactly, like, they only, they only lived on Earths that were mankind destroyed itself with atomic weaponry. And it, we would just feel weird about it. it, it they're an unpleasant reminder of our own inner evils, you know, and the fact that they thrive through technology, like cockroaches, like, oh yeah, every time you guys kill yourselves, cockroaches get really smart, and they just build spaceships and shit, <laughs> yeah, like, every reality you guys die, cockroaches thrive, and they've all gotten together, and they're friends, <laughs> and they're friends, and, and uh, every time you see one, it's like, because you guys fucked up, this cockroach is there. It's, it's exactly the same situation. The Orion Draco, for example, have a very human-appearing hybrid offshoot race that they're going to leave as one of the links. They're very low in population, but they're very human in appearance. In fact, their DNA is like 97.8 or 97, almost 98% human. Right? Um, the Orion Draco just being the links to their soul and their their psyche. Um, they're capable of, for example, interbreeding with humanity. Uh, that's how similar they are. They're basically humans with reptilian souls. Um, they fucking hate insectilians. They are fear to start an anti-insectilian uh, terrorist-type movement on Earth because a lot of them are refugees. Um, if the insectilians ever enter the um, inescapable reality of our, of our uh, 3D's kind of sphere. If they start living, if the insectalians start appearing in our cities, the terrorist and anti-alien you know, hostilities, the attacks that are going to happen, probably aren't going to be from humans. They're probably going to be from a reptilian hybrids who just hate them as like a prejudice they would be involved in a lot of like space racism you know and that'll that'll be bad for everybody involved um but yeah that that's that's going to be hopefully averted hopefully that's not going to happen and um there's been a lot of calming in the whole timeline in the future um where this next decade is very chaotic and it's very much if you can see these things or feel them there's a lot of waves, there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, rough seas, there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, ripples and disturbances as the future tries to fight itself, um, for, for which timeline is going to kind of appear. Um, so far, the best timeline is appearing, at least on paper. All major conflicts are being avoided, all major unnecessary and, and, and damaging um, of disclosure events, such as a hostile alien attack, um, major celestial disaster, or 
what have you, that has all um, been prevented. It's been avoided. It's been um, decided that you know, and, and 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 made where it's not going to happen. You know, like that—that's absolutely been guaranteed not to happen. Now, the drama with the insectilians still to play out. But by the time the turn of the decade, 2020 becomes 2030, plays out, we should hopefully already be establishing extraterrestrial realities, extraterrestrial species in our solar system, specifically the greys. Um, so that the inevitable insectilian invasion of trillions of insectilians, um, which is going to be pretty hard to uh, miss for the average person, um, hopefully that will be m- mitigated to an extreme amount, relegated to basically an oddity and a rarity rather than the norm, the daily a daily sighting and occurrence and that the um, whole event will be a very peaceful one the whole event will be exactly what the Astro High Command hopes for, which is the actual potential of the human race to coexist peacefully Standing in our own power, able to defend ourselves, able to make our own decisions, by the same time not being terrified or intimidated or um, psychologically scarred and traumatized by extraterrestrial realities or other species and their agendas and their behaviors and life cycles and um, activities in not only outer space, the deep space, but in our own celestial backyard. You know, hopefully, if the Astro High Command is actually ascending us psychologically, actually ascending us um, metaphysically into higher dimensional beings, the average person will not need to be reliant on such things as... um, the physical space force's ships to actually communicate or travel or a position in the Atlantis Rising UN to communicate with and develop a relationship with extraterrestrial intelligence, psychic uh, intelligence on a dreamscape, on an astralscape or a viewing scape that, um, you know, someone won't need to volunteer to be an ICC colonist if they didn't want to but still be able to enjoy and the benefits of being able to travel to Mars kind of like as a metaphysical tourist or a multidimensional tourist Um, but also embodied in your own power in in this divine power of psychic human beings that um, is the true end not just so that human beings become another purely physical um, worker bee species like the greys or the insectilians for our fate is much higher and our potential is much greater than that but we become like the Ashtar High Command or we become like the Venusians a species that is mostly higher uh, dimensionally oriented psychically derived uh, immortal fearless 
Um, you know, ambassador of goodwill and, and um, you know, the good side of the force, basically, to extraterrestrials, rebuilding, um, uh, rising and ascending ourselves as we rise and ascend other races and other species. The future is very bright. The future is very optimistic. The Jupiter Accords going off peacefully is proof that not only can extraterrestrials with all their differences ultimately decide the fate of their own species and that of others with the best intentions and do so peacefully and do so you know uh, standing in their own power no one has to lose no one has to be humiliated no one has to be defeated no one has to be destroyed that even extraterrestrials that we would consider evil within our own prejudices can be not only tolerated but but sponsored but 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 understood because I think that's the, ultimately the goal of the Ashtar High Command and I think that's why humans are going to be allowed into the Ashtar High Command fully is because instead of shooting first and asking questions never we're learning to ask questions first and only shoot in self-defense this is why we're going to start seeing a lot more UFOs in the sky. This is why we're going to start seeing a lot more UAPs, a lot more OBNIs in the sky over other nations. We're going to start seeing a lot more um, abductions, positive abductions, um, like they were in the 70s and um, in the 60s, where there would be travel, communication, demonstration of technologies and abilities. Once again... This time with star children, this time with indigo star children, I believe that there will be even this next decade a lot of importance put on precognition, like Stargate remote viewing type stuff. Uh, for example, there's a community called the Farsight community. They are made up of remote viewers. They are doing excellent work um, trying to pre uh, disclose and predict the future. As it happens, they've been very accurate as of the summer of 2021. Whenever you guys are hearing this at home or, um, you know, whenever you get to it in time, in memorial time in the records, this could be a thousand years from now whenever you're hearing it right now, saved for posterity in some archive near the Akashic Records. But during the summer of 2021 AD um, on Earth in America, the group, the Farsight Enclave, is... Uh, absolutely you know uh, almost predicting events in the future with almost with a 100% or 90% accuracy rate uh, that is going to be the norm that is going to be taught in colleges that is going to be taught and there's going to be TV shows uh, and stuff like that daytime talk shows where people remote view or embrace psychic uh, phenomenon like ESP uh, telekinesis etc and that that this next decade and this next hundred years will be the uh, promotion of um, 
these psychic and metaphysical telekinetic uh, ESP type powers in humanity and that side of humanity just like how the last 100 years was the encouragement of athletics the encouragement of sport the encouragement of things like the recreation of the Olympics and the language of physicality um we went from literally not having um, a, a specific running shoe and things like bicycling being new sports to now it is is literally the language of the world. You know, it's a it's a great uniter of the world, and that was because of the Illuminati deciding to recontextualize humanity from a fight of between life and death of various nations and ethnicities to a cooperation a sport, a game and if you want to look at it even further a hundred years ago Europeans were more likely to kill each other than they were to speak to each other now everyone watches soccer (laughs) and soccer was completely made up to create world peace (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say you have the Illuminati working in different ways and they said how can we get a species that's more interested in fighting and killing each other and robbing and enslaving each other to playing a game with each other how do we get that this species to just you know work together and they can recontextualize reality in such a severe way that people don't even think about it what's like you know, and, and that's the wave of the future is that they'll start within the next 10, 20, 30 years creating a world of psychics, a world of people who um, take that for granted, like we take literacy for granted, like we take a world without racism for granted, that we take a world with like wireless energy and TV for granted, that we take cars for granted. See, a thing like 100 years ago, we didn't have the airplane. I mean, like, 100 years ago, the 1920s. But, like, you know, I mean, like, in the beginning of the 20th century, we didn't have the airplane. We didn't have the car. We didn't have uh, highways. We didn't have fast food. They create these worlds, and this world will be recreated again because it wasn't done yet. They, they weren't done making it. The, this is all extraterrestrial in design. And it's working. It absolutely is working. And I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You've listened to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. We've been speaking about the Jupiter Accords, a, a, a landmark event that has reshaped the exopolitics of a solar system, but not changed the future and fate of mankind and Earth itself. But it did change the future of the very universe. That's been the Jupiter Accords. If you want to follow me on social media for daily posts of video evidence, photographic evidence, memes, um, political satire... Um, basically 
direct communication between my stream of consciousness, my research, etc. Easiest way to do that, best way to do that, it's going to be Instagram, instagram.com slash beyondtopsecrettexan or at beyondtopsecrettexan. Um, absolutely welcome aboard, post every day, multiple times a day, uh, stories, reels, images, very active on Instagram. Um, love to hear from you guys, so reach out and DM me. Direct messaging, the access to it uh, can be purchased for as little as a dollar. This includes also access to exclusive media, hours of all of my video evidence and complete research materials, all my photographic evidence, I'm uploading it currently, already at 10 hours currently uploading, and we'll be making it all available on Patreon immediately, once it's all done, uh, via exclusive links uh, to my YouTube and other video sites, etc. That's going to be Patreon exclusive, but it starts at a dollar to get access to it. Hours and hours, 10 hours plus of video evidence currently um, and increasing every day. I, I'm going to be working on uploading all of my video evidence daily. Direct messaging, if you want to leave me a comment or, or um, have a conversation with me over any of these subjects, ask me any questions regarding this episode or any other previous episodes. Um, that's also available at the $1 mark and, you know, to start, uh, it's $1 a month. That's extremely cheap. It's such a good bargain. It's such a good deal that it's also supports independent journalism and it supports independent media. Um, you get access to a very active telegram chat room. You get, um, you know, a shout out every month from a video I'm going to be uploading publicly every month. All the Patreons get one shout out. Um, this is a great thank you video uh, for your for your support for making this project available. Every single cent that's pr- that's put into the Patreon gets promoted through. Um, uh, I mean, gets uh, put into funding and producing uh, future content, as well as uh, increasing the quality of the recording software and hardware that I'm currently using. Currently on a project to try to buy a better microphone, buy a better um, studio setup, and absolutely am um, looking forward to um, the the improvements that we are all going to be making on the show together. This is independent civilian media, independent civilian journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is a truth channel. This is a Q-supported channel. Uh, welcoming all friends as well as welcoming all experiencers of the paranormal conspiracy world and beyond extraterrestrials, cryptids, etc. Um, the podcast is available um, across the board. So if you're hearing this message at this time, you probably already found a way to hear it. But if you prefer any other kind of site, check out the Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Anchor, etc. Um, many different ways to find the show. Apple Podcasts uh, is very popular. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, for example, internationally. Um, and, you know, TikTok. I'm also on TikTok, so go check it out there. TikTok, I got TikTok channel, uh, making different various videos, uh, video evidence uploads on TikTok monthly. Um, you know, it's another way for me to uh, release this information to the public. That's more evidence-based. The YouTube videos are now becoming more evidence-based. Um because I feel like that evidence is, is proof enough. These podcast episodes are like opinion pieces. They're personal experience pieces. Yes, they're special guest interviews. 
but my YouTube, my TikTok videos, my library, and my Odyssey channel. If you aren't a fan of YouTube, you can find the alternatives, library, and Odyssey. Um, and to be honest, YouTube, it, it's always a very dangerous game uploading videos there because any video can get you demonetized or deplatformed, etc. So all my videos are archived on library slash odyssey, odyssey.com if you're on a browser, library on the mobile app. Um, excellent cryptocurrency based, um, you know, site that respects its producers, that respects its creators. Um, I get a lot of reward um, when you guys subscribe to that channel. If you guys want an alternative to YouTube, like I do, uh, obviously everyone does once you realize the screw job that YouTube plays on everybody, um, definitely check out the Library and Odyssey channel beyond Top Secret Texan on that one too. I am Shadowband currently on all social media, and that includes YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, etc., you will have to search. You will have to do some Google Foo. It won't be probably the first uh, result, but if you guys um, follow the link tree, link tree, which is link tree um, slash beyond top secret Texan, you can find most of the links at least to get you started and to get you guys going. So, you know, DM me if you guys need any other sources or ways to contact me. Uh, it can be DM'd on Instagram uh, or YouTube in the comment section. Um, you know, that's the easiest way to kind of reach out and get to me on a cold call. Um, but yeah, definitely I'm always happy to provide any links to any other ways to get to my uh, media. So if you guys even have a suggestion of, of where to upload my content or where to peruse it or where to like keep it safe, archive it. Uh, any kind of distributors that warrant, that reward users that have um, active fan bases, etc. Uh, let me know. Like reach out, DM me, send me any links or whatever to your projects. If you want to be featured as a special guest, you know, ask, just ask, you know, just DM me, ask, um, I'll check out your content if it matches uh, what I'm, you know, um, trying to spread out, or trying to uh, make part of my, my, my retinue, my brand, you know, my, my, uh, my image, no, my, um, my actual target, you know, my, what I'm, what I'm passionate about and else, you know. Absolutely, I agree, and will um, be very open to people wanting to be on the show, wanting to be um, special guest on the program. The um, same, same for anyone who has uh, a podcast of their own and wants a guest, wants a, wants me to be on a guest, wants to invite me on. Just simply DM me. Um, I say, I check out your program. I'll check out your 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 brand of content and I'll send you, you know, a response uh, and yeah, definitely tires like the fires and um, uh, get a show going absolutely professional I respect every single independent creator or amateur podcast host, amateur internet radio uh, creator, small time, big time, doesn't matter to me, uh, if I like your content, uh, we will record together, we will do a show together so reach out, exactly um Send me a DM. Um, absolutely love working with other talented, you know, passionate creators out there. Regardless of your audience size, regardless of your of your, you know, experience level, I want to work with you guys. If you are real, if you are the real deal, if you really care about the stuff, if you really care about the truth, um, if you really care about debate, really care about a good conversation, really care about podcasting, really care about internet radio, really care about this information. Um, this entertainment, this 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 style, this thing, 
that we call, um, you know, that we're listening to right now, right? That we're all we're all part of. Then let me know. DM me exactly. Um, no pressure. So thank you guys once again. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You're listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. God bless you and your families. Peace out.